Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Molly Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing okay. It's nippy in here. What it's, about you? It's cold in here, isn't it? Uh, I'm I'm feeling good about my uh, wardrobe uh, decisions that I've made over the last couple of days after I had my panic buy of jeans on mm. Monday because I was wearing a pair of jeans that. At one point, when I first put them uh, put them on, I thought were my wife's. So they are of the tighter variety. So when I put the I put her jeans well, her jeans on, they were my jeans, but they were just so short. Like I was sitting on the tube, mm. and I could feel like my calves out on the show. And I was like, "These, I've got to get rid of these jeans. I cannot wear these." So I went into Primark in a panic. So you legit? I didn't know this. You legit put on your wife's jeans? No, no, no. They were my jeans. But they were just really short. I think they might have shrunk in the wash oh, or, or something like that. But, um, you know, they were definitely my jeans. And so I went into Primark and I went to go buy a pair of jeans. And I, I went in there, looked at a pair. And then it said, super skinny stretch. And I was like, well, that, that's not what I want. I, I've never worn a pair of skinny jeans in my life. Don't need those. So I put those back. Went to another area. Also said skinny jeans. And I was like, this is not what I need. Put those back. Those ones are £20. That's a ludicrous amount to spend on jeans. No, it isn't. No more than £10 is what I'm spending oh on jeans. Oh, my God, Luke. <laughs> You're here, Luke's uh, wildly off pricing list for clothes. I don't think it is wildly off. To, to want Maybe to in the ten, 60s before inflation happened. Ten, you don't need to spend any more than £10 on a pair of jeans. How quickly do you go through your clothes? Not, quick, not that quickly at all. £10 jeans be, will last. Is that because you rough it out with <laughs> frayed jeans and with holes in the pockets, pockets and yeah. stuff like that I will do that every mm. now and again also, but you can also just sew those up if you've got holes in your pockets just sew them up mates that's a good point that's a noble Daniel Bryan way to live yeah so then eventually I bought a pair of jeans that were the right size and were not in a skinny jeans section I was like done very well there also bought myself some flannel shirts and a nice cardigan and I was like feeling pretty good about this got to work went upstairs to the uh, box and changed into these jeans and it was only when I went to put them on that I found out that these were also skinny jeans. The They're fourth, in vogue. The fourth area that I went to. I've never worn a pair of skinny jeans in my life. You feel them. 
You really feel that you're wearing them. It's like wearing gloves for your legs. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I like it. I mean, I don't wear skinny jeans. I just wear jeans that fit. How much do you spend on your jeans? I think these were about 40 quid. 40 pounds from, on a pair of jeans? From Uniqlo? Yeah, that that's... That's a normal amount to spend it really on jeans. Is as an adult. not. That is not a normal that's amount to like, spend on jeans. I am. I'm a mid-range buyer. I'm not buying. What? That's not mid-range, man. That's like if I, that man. is top end. So these these are unbranded. Well, you know Uniqlo. That but they're they're not like it's got Moschino running down the side <laughs> or a crazy paint pattern. Yeah. But people people will spend seven. If you're into you say looking people, idiots. 70 quid easy on a pair of jeans ludicrous and but i just go for for basic jeans and <laughs> but like people spend hundreds of pounds on jeans idiots spend hundreds of pounds on jeans because that is a literal waste of money how much do you spend on your trainers because you've got a or what about your t-shirts because i think yeah. you you it all depends on what item of clothing you value most. And you seem to be a t-shirt and I'm trainers much, guy. I'm very much a t-shirt guy. Mm. I would spend um, upwards of £15 on a t-shirt. Mm. But if it was more than £15, I would think it's a rip-off. Um, I did spend £20 on a t-shirt once at a gig. And I did feel a bit ripped off by it. Mm. But I would, yeah, no more than 15 Yeah, I, I, I think maybe your your pricing structure is stuck at in teenage allowance levels but you say that but i'm able to buy t-shirts at the 15 pounds mm. mark and uh, and i'm always buying t-shirts that get a lot of very good comments online yeah so yeah. clearly i'm not way off base with well that. The, the slogan t-shirts are a different market i would argue that that are at a very reasonably priced market yes um g- uh, trainers these so these were on my new trainers i bought these were uh 45 pounds mm-hmm. which again i thought was quite a lot to pay for trainers um how are they holding up in this weather? They're all right, to be honest. They look like they're going to absorb a lot of rain. Uh, no. So I've got like uh, I've got slip-on trainers. First time I've ever bought slip-ons. I've only since I was thirteen, I've only ever bought Converse All Stars. It's the only trainer I've ever worn. Um, apart from when my parents got me a pair of uh, Vans high tops. One they're not the ones I want, Mum! <laughs> well, oh. Actually, they were because they were Spider-Man and I wanted those ones. And they were very comfy. But I've only ever worn Converse All-Stars. I, I bought every year, I would just buy the same pair of trainers again. I would just go into a shop and just say, I need these in a size 10 and just and buy those. Don't need to try them on. I already know they fit. You I, are they, Steve they're Jobs. The, they're literally the exact same trainers I bought last year. Same colour and everything. You're taking out the decision... Uh, brain power yep. and just wearing a black polo neck with jeans every day <laughs> my wife said to me today she was like what trainers are you going to wear with your outfit and I was like I mean I've only got one pair of trainers so my trainers oh man you should you should sign up for Queer Eye for the, the straight guy just, <laughs> I, just to see how they they deal with your pricing structure for clothes <laughs> but I'm not going to spend any more though because I think that's a that's a waste of money mm. there's so much better things you can spend money on than Artifact, like super, really superficial things like clothes, like um, uh, special editions of DVDs or Blu-rays that you're never going to watch properly. I don't buy Blu-rays and DVDs anymore. Thank you very much. I haven't bought. I haven't bought a DVD in uh, two years, maybe. Oh well, that's yeah, that's about eight years behind me. <laughs> uh, so, what? How are the jeans working for you though? I you getting, quite like them. Yeah, you're getting compliments. I, I, well, has yeah, anyone you, spanked you on the bottom? 
Because uh, I'll tell Laurie to stop if it's making you uncomfortable. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, my wife will do, but she'll do that regardless of what I'm wearing, mm. I suppose. Um, you and Laurie have actually been quite complimentary of them. I had to, I had to ask you of like, is this okay? Like, mm. is this all right? I, I'm more in like up top. I, I like the flannel look. I'm a big fan of flannel. Uh, I'm gonna, I might even buy more of this because there's a, more of it in Primark um, that I think is excellent. I look weird in flannel. Yeah, fifteen yeah. quid, mate. There you go. Actually, no, sorry, this was eight. You're pounds. making money. This is eight pounds, actually. Wow, that is. You know, but like uh, Primark, fr- from an ethical standpoint, it's is dreadful. Bit, Absolutely is dreadful. dreadful. Yeah, yeah. which is why um, I, I, my wife and I actually did make a pact this year, which I did forget, which is why I ended up buying stuff from Primark. Admittedly, in a panic, if you'll re- you know refer back to my original story, uh, that we were only going to buy things from charity shops this year if we did need to buy new clothes, because yeah particularly Primark, very, very questionable in terms of its labour laws. Would you like a Rusev, hey? Go for it. So I'm going to... St- is he heel Rusev or <laughs> what, what, where is he in his heel face alignment? Uh, well, well, I'll let you be the judge of that because although this is a Rusev hay, I don't think it could be classified as a Rusev hay. Okay. Um, this person has emailed in before and um, so their, their email name is the Cosmic Anvil. Okay, so I read their name as the Com- Cosmic Anvil in a previous email they sent. And they just emailed saying, like, just saying my name's actually Marcelino Gallaby. Uh, the Cosmic Anvil is my uh, YouTube name only. Which I thought, that's fair enough. Cool. And I mean, they- he's, he's got two awesome names there to choose from. But then he did not sign his name off, Marcelino. Hence why I would have just read out what the yeah. email name was. But anyway, dear Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, this is my Rusev hate about the time I met Chris Jericho. Ooh. So Fozzy, bracket, Chris Jericho's band, came to Australia where I live and they came to my city, Adelaide. Anyway, I went to the concert with a friend. It was okay. Uh, there's a large church in Adelaide that had a big service with a special guest, and that guest was Chris Jericho. He spoke for a while, then enjoyed the rest of the service with his family. That's why I did not go up to meet him, since I did not want to disturb, disturb him, especially in church. I think that's a good... I, I get it. You've got to, I think you've got to actually meet them. But that is an interesting story. I wouldn't think of Chris Jericho... As a church man. Yeah, going yeah. to enjoy a Sunday service in Australia well, I suppose while Judas, he's travelling. Judas is his mind. Maybe he's doing some research for other <laughs> disciple-based songs. Perhaps. Judas might legitimately be the one decent song Fozzie have ever made. It's a great, it's a great track. It's actually a great track. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising, considering that they've released about 20 albums previous to that, mm. that have featured... No good tracks. So, you know, it's a step in the right direction, I guess. They have carved out their their niche of just background, <laughs> fine yep. sound. It sounds like a WWE pay-per-view theme song in, like, the, the mid to late 2000s where they were like, we don't care. Just give me any track. Well, we'll- you got, Johnston. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Or, hey, band that no one has ever heard of, can we buy one of your songs for really cheap? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. It was shortly before they went the Flowrider Pitbull route. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. TNA also used to do that as well. They used to find really, really obscure bands that they could buy tracks from because they were just much cheaper to buy. And in fact, I think Fozzy were a couple of them. Anyway, that is all we've got time for in the intro portion of this podcast. We're going to be kicking off this little chittle chottle about wrestling, talking about Daniel Bryan's brand new WWE Championship. Yes, it was quite an evocative title that Ollie suggested for this episode. Factually correct, though. <laughs> Here's the show. Uh, dig, dig, dig it, dig, dig it all. 
ECW style Shane Douglas from Eastern Championship Wrestling into Extreme Championship Wrestling, or I guess Medusa in WCW. Plenty of there's a, there's a rich tradition of chucking old titles in the bin or the trash can for an American translation. Daniel Bryan comes out here, says, "Hey, I've been a bit of a hypocrite. I've been wearing a belt made of leather. I'm supposed to be a vegan." puts the belt in the bin, and his new lackey, Rowan, not Eric, produces a wood-carved and 100% sustainable hemp-made belt. What a goddamn heel trying to save the world. Well, I thought he was the ultimate heel because he came out for this promo wearing a T-shirt that said, no homophobia, no racism, no sexism, peace, love. And I was like, ugh. What a dick. What What a total heel. So we can't have the Attitude Era back, according to Daniel Bryan. This is outrageous. He is the absolute worst. It's remarkable that he has managed to create himself (laughs) into such a hated, derided figure. I I was explaining this to my... I told my lady partner, who's very into saving the planet, this morning... Oh, God. I know, I know. Just awful to live with. And you go to bed with her all the time. I know, I hate it. I cry myself to sleep. We get nothing in common because I just want to burn the world. <laughs> and you, you dry your tears with slabs of bacon. Yes, yeah. It's, I mean, it gets really oily, but great skin. Mm, it uh, reduces look, wrinkles. It is amazing that people think you're the oldest one of this trio. Yeah, I don't when know. You... On, a, on a diet of pure bacon. <laughs> but they... Uh, yeah, but I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> you're, you're oh, yeah, so I, I was telling my lady partner, and I said that, they, you know, because you like this stuff. Uh, and they've gotten rid of the, the old belt because it was made of leather and he's a vegan. And they've got a, a recycled belt now. And I showed her a picture of the belt and she goes, oh, that's great. And I went, oh, no, no, he's the bad guy. <laughs> she didn't know. Like, she didn't know if he was a heel or like yeah, she just assumed, oh, he's the hero in this story. Yeah. No. <laughs> when, um, I remember when I'd, I'd only been working here not too long. But when Mike and Maria Canellis debuted at Money in the Bank and the gimmick was that Mike had taken on they got married and Mike had taken on her name I remember explaining to she would have been my girlfriend at the time now my wife I was like and they, he took on her name and she was like oh that, that's really sweet and I was like no no they're the bad guys yeah. because he took on her name oh, yeah. because he's a cuck you see I guess it's, it's, a, it's a very fun uh, <laughs> sort of morality to, to dive into but you know when it's, when it's performed well I thought the Canella stuff fell pretty flat. But when it gets heat, you yeah. can't really argue with Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Like, it if it works, it works. It works. If Nia Jax entering the Royal Rumble at number 30 in the men's match, and it works... I was going to say, hey? it has pissed off a lot of people and and re- actually brought back a lot of the heat that she was had lost following mm. Survivor Series. So I would say that was a home run choice. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that is Vince McMahon all over. And we talk about how out of touch Vince McMahon is, how he relies on old gratuitous thinking or just ideas that don't build the future. You just focus on one person. And he pulls that out of the bag. And I'm like, maybe the guy's got five years left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to leave. I know, it's, it's terrible. Uh, but so anyway, this was the main event segment of SmackDown. Um, and it was Brian coming out to, I guess, like, what we were going to see the explanation behind Rowan joining him at Royal Rumble in the match against AJ. That was really the main storyline coming out of Sunday night. 
that all that stuff was kind of secondary to him ditching the previous championship design and debuting his eco version. Yeah, he just said that uh, Rowan, he's someone who is on his intellectual level and he's mm. also doing this for the greater good because he does see me as the planet's champion. Yeah. And yeah, Rowan comes out wearing, I believe, an Alestorm t-shirt and he's just carrying this sack over his shoulder. And yeah, you're right, they just called him Rowan rather than Eric Rowan. Coming out to his old entrance music as well, which I popped a little bit for because mm. it's really crap. But I really popped because his titan tron says yes. rowan but the o is the recycle symbol and i was like that's great yeah that is that's a lovely little touch and that like i i love it i don't think rowan said a word i don't think i've ever heard him say a word the now bludgeon I'm brothers about promos oh yeah he said loads of words oh i forgot the bludgeon brothers happened <laughs> i just thought it went straight from wyatt family into this he is he's an impressionable young man mm, yeah yeah he really yeah. is yeah don't don't like you know, I, I can see him joining another cult or just giving all his money to someone. Ah, oh, this Nigerian prince wants me to help him out. I, I, I'm sure I can wire him some money. It was really funny as well because Brian's promo was kind of talking about sort of like what a smart guy Eric Rowan is. And I thought to myself, this was what Rowan's single career was. Do you remember this? Yeah. When he went When he went solo from the Wyatt family, his gimmick was, oh, he's smarter than you think. He's a vintner. He can solve Rubik's Cubes really quickly. A vintner? Yes. He makes wine. Oh, um, okay. And um, he... Uh, he's like really good at the guitar and things like yeah. this. And they tried to make it. Oh, I completely misjudged this person. So it's nice that in almost a bit of continuity, they've kind of tied this all together to create this one character if you ignore all the Bludgeon Brothers stuff. SmackDown's quite good at that. They do that. We'll talk about it later with the Mandy Rose Naomi stuff. Just trying to find little threads somewhere to justify storylines. And I, as a continuity obsessive, I, I like that. I really, really appreciate it. I feel like that that's one they've stumbled across, though. Hey, but I don't I, mind. I don't, I don't mind. I, I don't Absolutely, I don't mind it, Val, but I think it's one they stumbled across by accident. Yeah, so Brian talks about how he is now... Uh, the, uh, him and Rowan are now a thing. I, I don't buy into Rowan. The crowd I don't, don't either. Anyone he does. still comes out to crickets. Yeah, and it, it just feels... He's so transparently someone who's been slotted into this position. And if it was Luke Harper who's genuinely over, I think a lot of people will be more into it. But Rowan was always the weakest part of any act he's been in. Yeah, that's that's very true. And it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when Punk was on the Colt Cabana podcast, the podcast that shall not be spoken of, mm. um, he talked about in that that they wanted to put Big Show with Punk as like, oh, he'll be your heater. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, that would have been a really weird pairing. I can't see that as a thing. And it's kind of the same thing here. It's like, we've put Eric Rowan with you because you need a heater. But I'm like... But it's not, I don't, it doesn't really work. Explain a heater to the crowd. Someone to get extra heat for Yeah, them. yeah, so they stand outside and help you do screwy yeah, finishes. Basically what the big show was doing for the bar. <laughs> yeah. A little, not too long ago, mm. in a drop wow. storyline. I forgot about that too. But Brian kind of pushes past the Rowan stuff, and he proceeds to cut an excellent, excellent promo. So awesome. On the WWE Championship belt. And he says, hey, in the build-up to our feud, AJ, you called me a hypocrite. And you know what? I agree. Oh, before that, he had a great line about saying, who won at the Royal Rumble? And everyone's chanting. Becky. He looked Becky, Becky. And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was me and all of you because yeah. I'm helping. So that was, it was great already. But then he talks about how he is a hypocrite. Because I've been walking around with this belt made of leather. Yeah. And it's, but it's not just because it's made of leather. It's all got gaudy stuff on mm. it as well. And this is what we've, this is, 
you know, we've been making jokes about this for months, ever since he became the champion, all the way back when he was a baby face. Yeah. And he was a vegan and he had the belt made of leather, uh, which was an old Solomonster audio clip he used to play all the time. But yeah, he, he tells this story about how this belt was once a cow. And for the purpose of, the, of this story, I'm going to call that cow Daisy. And he makes the, the he gives it humanity and how she was sacrificed for a symbol. And this symbol is, you know, just like, I don't know what. It, it, was, it, it was a really intelligent program with a great. lot of substance. Yeah, he said Daisy. Daisy felt joy. Daisy yeah. knew what joy was, but she didn't get to feel it very often. Daisy also knew pain, which she felt a lot of when she was slaughtered to make this symbol. I thought it was a really, really great promo. I don't think the crowd were completely on board because they weren't booing it. They were more making fun of it. But I, yeah. I don't know whether that's it kind of worked or whether it didn't because the crowd were chanting, thank you, Daisy. <laughs> and then when he was throwing it in the trash, uh, they were chanting, goodbye, Daisy. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and burn it down, burn and then they down. chant when they unveiled the wood version. <laughs> Witty crowd. Witty. It's the, it's the post-Rumble crowd. Yeah. Bizarro world. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, they did make a lot of fun of it, but it, I felt like some of the things, usually when Brian cuts a promo like this, he's saying, I'm going to make you guilty about things you enjoy. But this was, this went another level. This was like, you're killing sentient creatures here. And it, the, it's not so much a boo you, it's a, oh, oh, I feel, feel weird. And I don't know whether to boo or who am I booing? What, what happened to Daisy again? Yeah. It was just a, it was a, such a smart promo. The guy is phenomenal right yeah. now. What, what did I do to Daisy? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, yep, they, they unveil this design, which looks I mean, I, li- I like I, it. I like it. It's so plain. I don't, I've never really liked this WWE no. Championship anyway. I think this WWE Championship is, I mean, it's better than the spinner belt, but it's one of the worst. I mean, yeah, the spinner belt is abhorrent. It's, oh, yeah, that, that is, yeah. it's a gross championship belt. But that, I'd say that this one was like a step above the spinner, but so far below like the Big Eagle or the World or anything like that. I've heard there's two designs. There might be another design popping out, which has um, more green on it, like a, like sort of green, not jewels, but sort of recyclable stones, I don't know, oh, okay. but like pops of green on it. And they went for this one. I don't know if the other design will come back. This was from WrestleVotes. Oh, so I it's see. Very, okay. very uh, trustworthy. And yeah, it's a, it's a great, great idea. Yeah, it really is. And it, as you said, it's something we've been sort of making fun of. And I, I think he did something at TLC on like a WWE.com thing or where people said, oh, he's introducing a new mm. belt. And I was like, that seems like such a great TV segment. Why aren't they doing that as a TV segment? And it was just perfect to do as a TV segment. Yeah. It worked so, so well. I thought it was a home run segment. I thought I really, really liked it. I agree. I agree. Home run segment, crowd chanting, burn it down. And it just sends Brian into going, ignorant. Yeah. Ignorant. The only thing I would change, and this isn't like, you know, it doesn't, it would just, I think, elevate it even more, is rather than just putting the belt in the bin, he takes a sledgehammer to it. Or he de- he actually destroys the belt. Yeah. Because I, I got, putting it in the bin works. But as a visual, I think, in those video package replays at the end when you're building to your title and he's, he's really disrespecting the belt by ripping it to shreds. Maybe like once... Brian does lose the belt will be introduced to a new WWE Championship hmm. or they'll just bring back the 
the leather one again. Yeah, I think the leather one will come back. Yeah. Um, but after this, we got our build to Elimination Chamber, mm. which was AJ Styles came out, and I thought, oh, here we go. We, this this makes sense because he was screwed out of the title at Royal Rumble. But then Randy interrupted him almost from out of nowhere, AJ, I guess. AJ had a good line uh, where he said, did you smoke the prototype of that belt? There were some great lines in this segment. There really, really was. 95% from Samoa Joe. Oh, well, yeah. Oh. I, was, I would almost say 98% from yeah, Samoa yeah. Joe. But yeah, then Randy came down, and then it went to an ad break, came back, Jeff Hardy was in the ring, and Mustafa Ali was cutting a mm. promo, and then, uh, yeah, and then Samoa Joe came out. And Joe essentially just pointed at each person and just sort of, like, just made fun of them destroyed them absolutely it was like I'm just gonna you know I'll defang the viper Jeff Hardy already destroyed you Jeff goes to speak and he's like no no, we're not at AA now oh my god this is not an AA meeting but I do have something to share with the rest of the group why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and shut your mouth Orton laughed (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Jeff was laughing that line was so good it was great it was really good so it says that he's already beaten up Ali. Yeah, and then, him out. And then he just turns to AJ and is like, how's Wendy? Yeah, and then they all start brawling. Samoa Joe, like, man, Brian is a good, like, a great promo. Joe is a just as good a promo in a different way. Yeah, it really is. And this is like pure Joe Unleashed. Go for it. Oh, it's, it's an absolutely amazing uh, run of things. And all the while, they, they start, so they start brawling, and Brian is on the outside all of a sudden. He's on the announcer's desk and he's screaming at them all saying I'm not going to face any of you blah 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 and Triple H appears on the Titan Tron I quite, I quite enjoyed this presentation yeah, yeah. and I don't know how I didn't see it coming <laughs> Triple H goes well you're not going to face just one of them you're going to face all of and as soon as he said all oh, I was like of course it is. There's six people out there. In my head, I saw five people in the ring and I was like, oh man, they're going to do a five-way number one contendership yeah. match for WrestleMania. Classic fast lane. such an idiot. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course it's Elimination Chamber. Um, what a match that's going to be. Yeah, that should be really good. I'd have preferred it without Jeff and Randy, but that's just me. That's just me. I would have rather mm. some uh, some different faces in there, but at the same time, I don't mind it at all, mate. I, I don't mind it because you've got you've got Jeff and Orton as your kind of legends, and balancing it out, you've got Ali in there. So Ali having some exchanges, or maybe even eliminating a Hardy and an Orton, I think is much more beneficial to just having all our favourites in there. Well, uh, do you not think the match would have been better with Andrade and Ray, though? Um... No, 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 no. I think this is this is like a I, the match would have been better as a thing, but for for mainstream to to get Ali over to continue that journey, you these are good people to put him in the in the ring with just for name association. Well, so is Ray Mysterio. Gets the rub. Yeah, but there's Ray, Ray and Ali are kind of more well, than Orton makes sense. I don't know why it just makes sense <laughs> in my head. Plus. You can spin off Mysterio and Andrade into their own match. Well, yeah, it appears they're going to be having a match at Elimination Chamber. I suppose you've got yeah. to fill out the undercard <laughs> in some way. As I said, I don't mind it too much. Other faces I would have preferred because Jeff and Randy do very little for me. Mm. But I can certainly... It makes sense to put them in the match. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. And yet, Brian runs away as they're all brawling. Runs up the ramp. But as the show is going off the air, Eric Rowan started attacking Randy Orton. Yeah. And then they just... <laughs> Cut to black. I mean, it's it's Brock Lesnar F5-ing all over again. It's yeah. definitely a direction that they thought up over the weekend. Let's go off air chaotically. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. Ring yeah. the bell WCW style. Uh, dick, dick. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's do some Patreon shout-outs to our $25 and above backers. So thank you, Michael Charles McGonery Burns. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you. I thought you were going to go I'll to keep a going. break. Frolicking in a Cade Fielding. Woo! Oh, oh, he's yeah, frolicking yeah, yeah. around. Bruiser Braid Shane. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would say Brad. You said what? Braid. Did I say Braid? It's because I think I was trying to pronounce his surname second. Uh, uh, first. Big Brad Bad Blakey Lloyd. Blake, uh, it's just Blake yeah, just Lloyd. Blake Lloyd. It's I'm just... taking a leaf out of your mispronunciation book. <laughs> boom, boom. Cult sample. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely stuff. Riding on a sea, Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing Laura. Courageous Caleb. Oh, yes. Do it, man. Absolutely. Driller Killer David Humphreys. Nice. Have you seen Netflix have a documentary movie on root canals? Why would anyone watch that? Devious Daryl Dominic. Yeah, nice. Yes. They are only known as hashtag Team LOL. Who are they? Though? Well, well they, their name that's, on Patreon is, is Team LOL. Cool. Would you like some Edward Fries with that? Oh, so his yes. name's Edward Fries? It is, yes. Great. Mr. Plow. That's his name. That name again is Mr. Plowman. Plowman. Yeah, there he is. Mr. Plowman. Give it Plowman. up for the Plowman. 
Loads of good wrestlers we just talked about there. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, Andrade, Cien Almas. But where do they rank in the WrestleTalk 100? That's right, issue 8 of the WrestleTalk magazine is available for order now in PDF form and physical form. There's a link in the video description below to go to our shop and buy it there. And it's, the, it's our annual ranking of the 100 best wrestlers in the world. And it is, it is so in-depth, we have an input on it that a bunch of other people at WrestleTalk, but it's mainly James Dixon's mind, who just knows so much about wrestling. He is a walking stats machine. He is an encyclopedia. Yeah. He, I mean, you could pretty much just say to him, like, give him a date of a Raw episode and he can tell you what happened. Yeah. On it. And he also knows all the indies and what's going on everywhere. So it really is like such a fascinating, exhaustive list. And you'll find a lot of people on there where you're like, huh. I haven't heard about this guy. I'll check him out. That's what. That's how we get all our stuff from Dixon. I was really. going to say, they'll be signed to WWE next yeah, year. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, check out the link in the video description below. But SmackDown kicked off with the main event program of WWE. Yeah, it really, it's the most interesting thing in WWE yeah, right yeah. for me. Really, really is. There's Becky Lynch coming out. They showed a recap of uh, Becky winning the Rumble and then challenging Ronda Rousey on Raw. And then she comes out uh, still selling the effects of the Royal Rumble, which yep. I'm very, very... Hobbling on that angle. And that played into a storyline that, that sort of played out a little bit in this show. Um, and she, yeah, she says that unlike Ronda, she doesn't crumble. Yeah, I may have lost to Asuka, but I won the Royal Rumble. Mm. And I came back and I'm always fighting. And she, she talked about how, like, because Ronda's whole deal was, like, when you were, like, on the pre-show, I was, de- I was seeing the show in my, ma- in my debut match. And, you know, I was, while you were training, I was main eventing pay-per-views. And Becky was like, I'm proud to have trained. I'm proud to have gone from the pre-show to the main event. That's really good. And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, you're right, it is, Becky. That is really good. Yeah, that line in particular was very, very effective because, yeah, I've worked myself up from the pre-show at last year's Mania to the main event of this year. And the key line for me in this was, and I wasn't handed nothing. Exactly. Implying that Ronda has been. And Becky's really worked herself up. Are you from saying the that Ronda hasn't been handed? I just said, you know, maybe when you come in, she had a little bit of buzz, didn't she, when yeah, she joined the company? A touch, yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was a, a terrific promo, and it, that video package at the start was very well done, and it really made me sit back and go, "This is the legit main event." It is so because, like, all the WWE women's wrestling stuff over the last few years with Charlotte and Sasha's feud and Ronda joining the promotion last year and the Asuka undefeated streak and Nia Jax. It's like, I've, I've enjoyed it, but really it's kind of... that there, there was a part of me that was going, I'm just saying that I'm forcing myself to enjoy it because I want women's wrestling to be treated equally in WWE. And the, all of those things I just listed off, I feel, come with a huge asterisk of loads of things they got wrong. And actually, it wasn't 100% effective. And mid, mid-card at best, really, compared to the other stuff that was going on in the show. Of those, the only ones I disagree with is the Asuka, which I thought was excellent until they dropped the ball with it. Mm, I, I feel like she was never fully, she never fully caught a light. In, a, in NXT? Oh, sorry, I'm talking just oh, main just roster. Main roster. Okay, just yeah, main yeah, roster. Fair, yeah, fair enough. But here we have... A legit Ronda Becky. I'm not. I'm not saying this is a great women's program. This is a great wrestling program, and that's that's what real equality is all yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm very very happy, and I'm so into both of them. Oh, your PC uh, nonsense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's getting to me. What's he <laughs> talking about? Uh, Charlotte comes out though, 
and brilliantly takes credit for Becky's success. Yeah, essentially, she says that, uh, she goes, you won a match you weren't even in. I guess you did learn something from Rick, from Charlotte <laughs> Flair after all. And she starts applauding her. She's so insincere with this. And sort of like going like, yay, yay, you won. Becky, which is the perfect response. And they've got a brilliant picture of this. I was so hoping they'd captured this on WW.com. And they have, which Becky just smiles and just punches her in the face. And it is a Jeff Jarrett-like punch. Mm. Such a great, great punch. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, do you think Charlotte had heel makeup on? Uh, I did not ask my cousin, but yeah. I think she's had heel makeup on since her heel set that you said was a babyface turn. I, uh, she's a tweener. <laughs> she's definitely a tweener, I think. Um, but they have a brawl off the back of that. Becky just awesomely starts walking away after flooring Charlotte with a, a single punch. Said everything she needed to. Yeah. And Charlotte goes after her. They brawl. They're separated. And during the brawl, Becky's like kind of limping a bit more. Yeah. And this is this was terrific attention to detail from a storytelling thing because Charlotte decides I'm not going to keep beating you up anymore. She stands on the steps and just laughs and points at Becky's ankle. Yeah, she starts even like hobbling herself to yeah. make fun of her going like, oh, you're right, you're right. And then Becky, she was leave, she left the show and she got into her car and Caleb Braxton walked up and said like, you didn't want medics to look at you, look at your ankle. And Becky's like, I'm fine. And it's yeah. all, but it's that, they're telling the story that she is clearly injured, but she doesn't want to admit that she's injured in case she loses the match again like she did at Survivor Series. Mm. Which I think is actually a really, really nice story to tell. It's a great story. And it gives... It makes Mackie, Becky, Mackie. It makes Mecca Becky. It makes Becky even more of an un, not not that she's an underdog now because she's winning everything, uh, but it just it it puts a wrinkle in there and it makes me more invested in the story. Yeah, I think it's it's a terrific piece of storytelling. I, I tell you what's the most fascinating thing about the Becky Charlotte feud, and I, I sort of made a joke about this in the um, the SmackDown review, but I'm 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 really not down on it because I, I think I'm imagining some people will think I. I'm being snarky about it when I'm actually not. But this is a feud that's been going on since SummerSlam. Mm. That is a long time. That's nine months. And yet it still doesn't feel like they've been going at it for nine months. It still feels like they've always seemed to find new ways to make this feel fresh and different. And you think, like, they've had match after match after match. These two have just been the focus of the SmackDown Women's Division now for nine months. But it doesn't really feel like it's been nine months. It's not like, you know, when Joe and AJ were feuding, oh, you know, yeah. we were like, good Lord, they're just having match after match after match, and it's going nowhere. This feels like it's always going somewhere. It's because there's so many plates spinning. They, they've spiraled it off into a feud with Asuka. Uh, there was a little bit of Carmella in there for a bit. Really, the big feud is with Ronda on the other brand. So you've got all these different directions, and that's what we always talk about when you have these... A, year, a great long arc of a feud that goes a year doesn't mean you have the same matchup between them every month. It means you have about four matches and you interweave other wrestlers and storylines into that one feud. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing here. It's, it's great. It's, yeah, it's really very, is. very yeah, good. Yeah. And I guess you can make the argument that the dynamics have changed. Mm -hmm. And not in a rushed way, but in a, in a very interesting way. And the right way, turning Becky babyface. Okay, now we get to some very, very bizarre, bizarre happenings. Yeah, they had some wrestling on this show. This was bizarre. Not much. <laughs> so our truth comes out with Carmella and says, "Hey, if I wasn't taken out by Nia Jax at number thirty in the Men's Royal Rumble, I would have won it." Absolutely. Uh, he said, "One minute I was rapping, the next I was napping." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
that the McMahons apparently agree with him because they have granted him a United States Championship opportunity against new champion Shinsuke Nakamura here. Yeah. Okay, I thought I've I've seen Truth have these matches with Nakamura for the US title just a few months ago. Over very quickly. Absolutely. I I thought it's a nice little way to kind of restart this Nakamura United States Championship run. The last one was a complete wet fart because we didn't put it on TV, didn't give him a storyline. It was it was bad. So maybe this will be a nice little fresh start. He can get a win over our truth and then he can start his next program. I, which we thought was might be Ali or Samoa Joe or something along those lines. But no, then our truth rolled him up. The referee counted two. Nakamura kicked out and the referee pointed to the bell. And they continued to wrestle, but then the bell rang, and the commentators acted confused. The guys in the ring acted confused. Nakamura started arguing with the referee, and then they're like, I think Truth's a champion. And then they announced, after showing several replays, that Truth is the champion. Showing several replays of Nakamura Nakamura kicking kicking out, and Todd Phillips going, he got his shoulders up before the three count there. And then, on the next replay, well, it looks like he's the champion. (laughs) <laughs> this was so weird. Yes, yeah, so, so, so weird. weird. As soon as that happened, I was like, "Well, this is definitively this is this is a botch. Yeah. This is AJ Styles. Okay. What is wrong with the US title? This is AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Uh, backlash? Can't battleground? Can't remember what it was. <laughs> Fastly? Yeah, fast. One of them. And yeah, the, the key for me was truth went to go into the next spot. Yeah. after the kickout. And if the plan was that it was going to be a screw finish. Surely you just have Truth run up and start celebrating, and Nakamura goes to do the next thing. Yeah. But, oh, oh this was, it was... I am re- not... I do not... I still can't figure out what's gone on here. I've written in my notes, this has to be a mistake. It was a total mistake. Nakamura clearly kicked out. This is a complete botch result. But then Rusev comes out and starts yeah. cutting a promo, a heelish promo, on Truth being champion and saying, like, look at you, you're a joke, why are you the champion? And then they had a match for the belt, and Rusev and Nakamura did, and Rusev did this big heel turn angle where Truth beat uh, Rusev, and then Nakamura and Rusev have formed a team. So I'm thinking to myself, like, it must have been the plan. I don't think it was the finish. Yeah. I think the Truth was always destined to win, perhaps with a roll up. I don't think it was meant to be that roll up. Potentially, yeah. I, d- I, d- I don't know. It could easily just have been this was something planned for next week. Or like the the Rusev Nakamura combination, and accidentally because I don't know, but how do you get to Rusev and Nakamura teaming up if the U.S. title's on one of them? This is so weird, um, and and it, it just makes it more confusing that Rusev just walks out, who's been a babyface for quite a while now, and he's suddenly saying, "Our truth, you don't deserve the United States title." The crowd are like, "What are we?" Do we boo you now? It's, yeah. it's exa- exactly the same case as Elias the it, previous exactly. night. Rusev was a babyface literally on Sunday mm. defending the title. And here he just came out like nothing had happened, cutting a heel promo, and then completes that heel turn by beating down and teaming with the guy who on two days previous had led to his wife getting so hurt she couldn't even compete in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Lana's on the outside cheering yeah. and like celebrating along with him. I was like, why are you? Why is none of you mad? Rusev. Nakamura crush. I'm like, what are you doing? Why, Lana? I know like we sort of talked about in the Raw episode that these shows always feel like a bit of a reset. Yeah. 
But if it's it's a reset that's got to make sense. This is a crash reset. This this really did not make this sense. This is a task manager, close all programs right, yeah. and without saving reset. Absolutely. And like someone pointed this out on Discord that like they've done the same because they did this with Elias on Monday. They've taken two really over baby faces and looked at them and thought probably should be healed though. Mm. Let's make him a tag team act. Oh, didn't he have that with Rusev? No. <laughs> He's much better as a commentator on 205 Live. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Well, th- this segment just sort of fizzles out as well. Nakamura and Rusev are standing over Truth. Rusev looks a bit, hmm, what's going on here, Nakamura? But th- I guess that makes sense because he's weighing up in his own mind whether he wants to team with this guy who's been terrorising him off of TV for a while. And then it goes to the announcers and they seem confused. They just throw to the next segment. And I get, I completely agree with you. They were sort of acting as confused, which is, it does make storyline sense in a way. But why wasn't Lana doing anything? Why wasn't Lana... Like, Lana was a non-factor in all of this. Well, so when Rusev and Lana came out and challenged R-Truth and Carmella, Carmella pushed over Lana. That was as much as they factored into but it. But why was Lana a heel? I don't... Because... Because... <laughs> it's... This was so, so weird. I cannot wait for Meltzer... To, to say what he's heard backstage because we but at the time of recording we haven't heard what's gone on here this will probably be one of those things where it's been completely like unveiled and revealed by the time this goes live and we'll look like complete morons because mm. we're going to go like we don't know I yeah. don't know what's happened well e- look even if this was the plan it was executed really badly very poorly because it just made everyone confused and there's good kind there's good kind of confusions where you're like oh my god what's going to happen next week but then there's another type of confusion that's like now nah, you screwed up yeah there's, <laughs> what's, there's, what did you meant to do i and i really i have to say turning rusev heel is such an error well turning rusev heel to team with nakamura as a heel act as what happened in the segment later i'm that has me intrigued. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally against that. But yeah, I, Rusev, the whole Rusev Day thing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a real shame that US title Vortex has sucked up all of... I mean, Nakamura. Rusev was the most over person in the company last year, this time last year. Uh, and now look what's happened. And it's funny as well, like <sighs> someone put this out on Discord where they said... For for weeks and months, we've been complaining that the US title's not been featured and Nakamura and Rusev haven't been featured. Then they're featured and we're all complaining about it. Mm. And, I, and I, I completely get that argument. But at the same time, it's that just because they're on TV doesn't make it good. Yeah. Yeah, it's classic <laughs> WWE. You want that thing? Well, here it is. And You've we're going to make it rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts backstage and R-Truth's holding his arm, uh, being seen to by a medic. And he's like, I'm the United States champion. I'm like... You are. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they set up a, 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 an angle later on where Rusev, uh, the good brothers approach Rusev and ask him, hey, man, that wasn't cool. And I'm like, are you still here? Are you still- <laughs> well, they've been hanging out reason? with the United States Vortex. <laughs> they, they all exist in that, in that dimension. And then, uh, yeah, Rusev uh, doesn't really say much, but uh, Rusev tells him to go back to catering, which I thought was a good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Anderson chimes into a match. Rusev said, this is not a one-time... Uh, oh, and then Nakamura walks in, and Rusev looks at him and says, like, this is a one-time thing. Do not screw me over. Mm. So there is some intrigue there. It's not what I would have done, but there is some intrigue there. No, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very confusing. 
Um, but I am excited about the potential of Nakamura and Rusev. At least Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows are going to get some TV yeah, time next yeah, week. Yeah. Although I did think that they, I thought they said this match was tonight. Mm, I, I thought that too. Because when they did the Daniel Bryan segments, I was like, it's funny that they're going to end with that tag match mm. though. That seems really, seems like a really odd way to end this show. But I mean, I'm not totally against it because I could do with some wrestling on this very talky show. Like I predicted accurately on Monday that Atami <laughs> would be handing in his notice in our Royal Rumble review. Good Brothers aren't going to be around much longer. <laughs> this is, that's the next report, surely. Yeah. Good Brothers again too. So yeah, just really, really weird. Uh, in between that backstage bit and the match, we had... Rey Mysterio come out for a match against Samoa Joe. Yes, uh, but Joe doesn't come out. Zelina Vega comes out and she says that it's Rey's fault that she was banned from ringside last week. What's the problem? Do you, are you too distracted by me? I, I certainly am often with the, the, the Street Fighter attire. Say, when she came out dressed like Vega, it's the most sexually confused I've ever felt. Um, and also there was... The, the, the outfit she was wearing here seemed entirely comprised of arrows. <laughs> White arrows. I was just like, how's this work? I don't know what's going on, but my eyes can't look away. And then Andrade attacked Ray from behind. Um, and they had sort of like a bit of back and forth with Andrade laying him out with the hammerlock DDT. No Samojo whatsoever. I guess that match didn't mm. wasn't going to happen. So talking of people looking great in their attire, I thought Andrade looked oh, great as well so in his white ama- suit. Oh, he looked like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. CN. It's <laughs> a hundred, right? Yeah, he, he looked like a like hundred bucks. A hundred million bucks. He looked like a budget suit from Top Man. <laughs> Mate, a hundred dollars a budget suit. How much are you spending on suits? Well, that's, yeah, like a hundred dollars would be about 60, 70 quid. That's still a lot of money to spend on a suit. No, it's a... No, not not objectively. <laughs> Is it not? No, 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 no. What? Well, like a, a a normal normal adult amount to pay for a suit is about two to three hundred. No, it is not. And then a really really nice suit is like an excess of you know ones that I don't own are in excess of a grand. This seems like a ludicrous amount of money to spend on something so superficial. This cost me eight quid. I know. Well, you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I think there's different. There's different. Levels there. You look great. You Thank look great, you. but Thanks, you know you, you you don't enter the suit world that often. How much was your wedding suit? Yeah, but that was a wedding suit, and I hired it as well. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy it, and my mum paid for it as well because it was a wedding gift. Brilliant. I think you're arguing my case. Paige had a movie promo next for Fighting My Family, which is out in two weeks on Valentine's Day. And it has had middling reviews. Yeah. Oh, has it? I haven't seen the reviews yeah, yet. Yeah, everyone has said, very run-of-the-mill. It's every sports story you've ever seen, but a good bit of part to it. Mm, yeah. Um, Hollywood Reporter were not as nice, but um, yeah, they were just like, a few scenes with a rock does not make up for the fact that your story is very, very average. Uh, I, I, I thought this would be a lot better if Paige was still SmackDown General Manager. Like, seeing Paige on screen, we haven't seen her since that, what, that late December address to the crowd where it's unceremoniously said, oh, yeah, she's not going to be here anymore. But thanks very much, Paige. Yeah. Woo, great job. It wasn't to the crowd, it was uh, to the Yeah, sorry, to the, the roster. roster. Um, but, yeah, so I, I miss Paige. She, she was a re- she's really good uh, at being an on, on-air character. I, it's baffling that they haven't found something for her. Yeah, but, you know, it's all Baron Corbin's fault, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Shane and Miz. Shane McMahon came out with the Miz, and they were introduced by the ring announcer as the best tag team in the world. Yeah. 
and they got a really good reaction from the crowd. Crowd love Shane. They, they really yeah. do. And they're really into Miz as a babyface as well. Credit mm. to WWE. I genuinely did not think you could do Miz as a babyface because the last time they did it, it was a disaster. He's come on so much since then, though. Yeah. He's so talented now. I think they've done a really, really solid, solid job of getting this act over. Mm. And the crowd are really, really into it. So happy to see them as the tag team champions. And this segment was a bit lovely, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. They Shane says, I've got a gift for you for helping me achieve my boyhood dream. It starts off with a video package. This video package was so good that I they made this storyline seem coherent. Mm-hmm. Like, they made this... They made the whole Shane Miz weird mess that's been going on since November seem like a really coherent, succinct redemption story for Miz in the eyes of his father. Yeah. And you, I got so invested in Miz as a baby face just off this. And it made me think, is that why WWE tells such bad week-to-week stories? Because their video editing department is so good. By the time the pay-per-view comes around and the go-home video packages, it's fine. We could, They can make sense of it all. Yeah. It's a real testament to how good WWE are at these video packages. Because this was an excellent, excellent video package. That when I watched it, I was like, God, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, and I've, I mean, my notes aren't like, oh my God, what an amazing video package. Because I think that's, that goes without saying. Mm. But like, really, it's just like, yeah, no, I'm, I think this is all right now. Yeah. And I'm really into both guys and this act. Yeah. Look what are you into Shane McMahon in 2019? I'm more into Miz. But yeah, <laughs> Shane is a part of it. Uh, and Shane brings out after that... Miz's dad George George yeah. Mizanin with his wonderful moustache who has been just such a comedy figure over the years <laughs> like when I can't remember who it was but Miz was being beaten up at ringside and Miz's dad could be seen laughing at him <laughs> in the front row of the crowd yeah so just all these and but his mum was selling it really big yeah uh, but yeah George comes out wearing a Miz and Mrs top and Miz says and what now? Miz and Mrs is that what the top he had? I thought he's got... It's Miz and Mac. Oh, was it Miz and Mac? Yeah. Oh. Because you see Miz, and I wonder if this is subtle storytelling. I, I'm not going to say it is, because it could just be um, ego. But Miz is wearing their joint gear. Mm. He's wearing a t-shirt that says Miz and Mac, whereas Shane's only wearing stuff that says Shane O'Mac. He's only uh, wearing his own gear. Oh, possibly. That's a good wrinkle. A bit like Triple H whenever he's on a Survivor Series team. I'm not wearing one of those raw yeah. t-shirts. I'm not a nerd. Uh, I'm going to wear one of my own t-shirts. Thank you very much. Anyway, th- then we got George doing the lovely bit where he said to Miz, I love you and I'm very proud of you. Lovely And stuff. it was actually really nice. And yeah. this was, you know, Miz, this detestable heel, this ego-driven maniac. There he is. Kind of like the Seth Triple H thing the previous night. It was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, very nice. Uh, WrestleVotes also reported that, that that's a shoot, the Triple H, Seth Rollins stuff. That was Triple H going backstage, saying we need to make Seth our main guy. Yeah, I heard And a lot of that well. stuff was genuine in the ring and the other wrestle vote thing as well is that they because they reported prior to the royal rumble they had a big big storyline planned and a lot of people went after them saying like you misreported this apparently the big storyline was dean ambrose yeah, yeah they were going to do a really big angle with dean ambrose at the royal rumble but then when he handed in his release or asked for his release they scrapped the angle yeah and let Alex, uh, Alistair Black throw him out. Yeah. So uh, Shane then says after this lovely moment, didn't turn into an angle. Maybe that will. Maybe now George is in this feud. The Usos are going to lock him up or something. Well, I was um, I was disappointed that George was not with them when they were watching yeah. the tag match later. Like yeah, sharing a beer with Miz, maybe playing catch in the background. <laughs> 
But Shane introduced a four-way elimination match to decide the new number one contenders. Elimination is key there because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, my God, Heavy Machinery just won. What a push. Uh, but before we get to that tag mm. match, Sonia and Mandy were backstage and just said, we're in the chamber. There was more to it than that. No, no, I know there's more to it than that, but everyone else is qualifying. Why do they just get to oh, say yeah, they're point. in it? Yeah, um, because there aren't enough teams to qualify against on SmackDown. There are, you could put some Franken teams together, yeah. get some people up from NXT, get some local enhancement talent in. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, that that is a bit of a, an oversight, but the, the, I like this segment because it started with a clip from Tough Enough 2015, which is where Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came from and met and. Uh, became best friends from and it's a it's a shot of naomi just saying hey this is a really tough job and to be on the road day after day you've got to be really tough you can't be weak and then the you can see mandy in the group of people she's addressing yeah and that's the thing that's the motivation for why she hates naomi but it's not just that so she called her weak this is when naomi was in team bad with Mm. sasha banks and tamina and they were doing, I guess, some drills and stuff. And she was telling Tamina, splash her, splash her. And you can, like, they kind of like do a little silhouette thing, a silhouette, but like a highlight thing of Naomi pointing at, at Mandy Rose and saying, splash her, splash her. And Sonya's like, Mandy just, you know, she cried all the way home and she's never really recovered from that mentally. And I think that's a really, really nice little bit of continuity storytelling. Yeah. As I said, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they accidentally stumbled across this. And we're oh, like, yeah. We need a reason for these two to But well, this that that's fallen into our laps. Well, how fortuitous! Yeah, but it's uh, it is very very nice. It did lead to some abhorrently bad Corey Graves commentary though for the rest of the night, where he just would not shut up about it. Yeah, in uh, particularly in this following tag match. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I thought the the Rose Sonya stuff. I like it when a little thing. It's like such a. It, it seems small but actually those are the things that really stay with you and can inform big revenge stories later down the line yeah. it's kind of like the rosebud of payoffs I, it's from Citizen Kane it's like oh it was just I a sledge I you meant Adam Rose for no, a no, no, no. <laughs> uh-huh. all that was about a sledge huh. mm. all that was about Tamina splashing them huh. spoilers for Citizen Kane yeah um yeah, I did think as well, because someone said on Discord that made me laugh. I was like, I mean, the show literally is called Tough Enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, not, was, that was the point. Not the least weak. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I thought, like, oh, perhaps this is just another one of those Vince McMahon, you know, having a pop at millennials thing, feeling mm. they're entitled. Because Mandy is the heel here. And so she is, she is crying crocodile tears for something that Naomi did, which she should have done anyway. And they're all millennials. Yes. They're all millennials. Yep. Uh, th- then we got the the tag team match to Ooh, wrestling. make the number one contender. It was New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus The Bar versus The Usos. Heavy Machinery still haven't committed to a brand. No EC3 this week. No Lacey Evans this week. No Nikki Cross. Uh, but Nikki Cross was on a graphic. Yep, because she's on next week's show. Um, and at least... You know, no Lars Sullivan. Nikki Cross, yeah. At least Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans were in the Rumble. Um, we haven't seen EC3 now for weeks. Um, mm. I made I made a joke about it in the review about has anyone seen him? Yeah. But I also thought, maybe got locked in that that hotel room he keeps walking into. <laughs> I thought this was funny as well because by their own admission, by WWE's own admission, the SmackDown Tag Team Division was stale because it was the same three teams fighting each other all the time, and they made up three quarters of this match. Mm. 
but yeah, heavy machinery were in there. And, and I, they, thought that, I thought they looked the best of all oh, three teams yeah. because they, this, this match really put a lot of focus on, on heavy machinery, which I thought is a really good way to get them over. Not being a horny goblin, not just making milkshakes backstage. It's putting them out in wrestling matches and letting them show off their characters in ring. This, were, this made them look great. I didn't see the, other, the match they had on Raw. But I'd, I'd, so I don't know if that did the same deal. But I thought this was a really, really good way to show off heavy machinery. This was much better because it was essentially the Usos, the New Day, the Bar. Three fantastic teams, all great wrestlers, really designing the match for heavy machinery yeah, spots. Really Whereas the, the other match, I can't remember who they faced. The Ascension? Was it the Ascension? Uh, yeah. I mean, so, that was yeah, a guess. I think it was, though. <laughs> and it was just... Here's a few heavy machinery spots. Boof, it's over in four minutes. Yeah. So, so this is a much more effective way of doing it. And the match really was built around it. And they, initially, the crowd were middling. There was a bit of a pop for when Otis and Big E did a stare down and a few collisions. But then Otis and Tucker did their bushwhacker stuff and marching around the ring. The crowd weren't into that at all. It was crickets. But by the end, and you've got Otis doing the caterpillar worm People loved him. And Otis was the star of the match. He's the star of that team. He mm. always has been, really. As wide as he is tall. I like Corey Graves, though. His one shining moment of commentary said that he looks like Gwildor from Masters of the Universe, which is a shockingly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really appreciated the shot backstage, which we alluded to earlier, of Miz and Shane McMahon watching this match, because these are the future title contenders, they're not watching awkwardly in a weird backstage area. They have a little viewing room with a TV set up and two nice comfy chairs pointing at the TV. Hey, well, he's a McMahon. He's not some jabroni that's just going to stand uh, around yeah. backstage looking at a screen. He's going to be in a really weirdly lit office. Mm. It didn't look like it was like, nat- it was no, there was no natural light in there. It or looked even, like a cinema even- room. Yeah, that's so right. I'm yeah. going there to enjoy the broadcast of Smackdown, <laughs> this show that I supposedly run and arrive late to every week. Is he? I mean, the McMahons run it, but is Shane specifically running Smackdown? Well, Shane appeared to book this match. You well, he, yeah, which I suppose he would have ability to do so, but he, surely he could do that on Raw as well? Because the he McMahon's, has booked matches on Raw. Because the McMahons run the show. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's no authority figures, remember, guys, in the new era. <laughs> uh, that, so who was eliminated first? Otis caught Kofi off a dive and then Tucker pinned him yeah, to eliminate the, the New the, Day. Yeah, uh, the compactor to get the pin on New Day. Uh, and then the bar worked over the Usos for a bit. I thought the Usos got eliminated because we came back from yeah, break. Yeah, they were gone, Frank. And it was just um, heavy machinery and, and the bar with the Usos nowhere in sight. Mm. I really like the heavy machinery monkey flip into a power slam. Mm. That's a cool looking thing. I think they're a really, really fun tag team. Mm. But Sheamus eliminated Tucker. Uh, they, they look great, though, even though they were out second. They yep. look great. And then the Usos quickly eliminated the bar shortly after to win. So it was, it was, machinery were really close to winning. Uh, they shouldn't have. No, absolutely because not. Because it's far too early for them, but yeah. really good first step of getting them over. Agreed. And yeah, they'll face, it'll be the Usos against Shane McMahon and The Miz. And I just thought, there is such a gulf in talent there. I can't wait for you to get so annoyed when Shane starts out-wrestling oh, the Usos. Oh my God. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> so I... I, I really enjoyed this SmackDown. Uh, not that much wrestling on, but I, I'm, I'm a bit tired of wrestling from Royal Rumble. There was a lot of 
matches there. Mm-hmm. So I, I easily a smacktastic for me. Four out of five. I gave it a, a high smack bang in the middle, mm-hmm. and only reason why was like I like wrestling on my wrestling mm. show, and really like there was you could argue there's only one match on this show because the other two only went a couple of minutes combined. So. And it was really weird. Yeah. So I would argue that there was only one real wrestling match on this show. In a two-hour broadcast, there was just like every time another promo segment started. I was like, come on. Mm. It's just so much talking on this show. But all the stuff, I think it was, a, for once, a newsworthy episode of SmackDown Live. But it's, I, there, was, there was not enough wrestling for me, so I had to knock it down ever so slightly. I think that's fair enough. So yesterday I did tease a wrestle talk get better, but we mm. didn't really have time to do it. So I thought I would do it now, um, and then I've got a bit of a, I'm gonna, a question I would like to pose to you after I've read out a couple of these get betters. Chat me up, Bruce. So this one comes in from Jesse. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Fakeador, brackets, and not Randall Datsun. Luke, you mentioned that you are veg- I'm very glad that's caught on. <laughs> Luke, you mentioned that you are vegetarian. Uh, I am not, but in the part, uh, but have been in the past. I started in 2013 uh, with not a New Year's resolution, but a New Year's challenge. The challenge was from January 1st, I was going to see if I could live life as a vegetarian. The challenge was only planned to last six months. And then it's not a whole year challenge then. Um, uh, but I think I went eight. I returned uh, to return to how it ended in a bit. As part of the challenge, my only rule was if an animal died to bring me the food, I wouldn't eat it. If an animal died to bring me the food, I wouldn't eat it. So, like a, an old dog butler bringing you a plate of broccoli, if that dog passed away from old age while bringing you the plate of broccoli, can't eat the broccoli. That's what I'm getting from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it's more like a cow has been killed in order for you to be to if you were, or in order for you to eat it. That and so he wouldn't eat that. So what? What kinds of? Uh... <laughs> What kinds of meat are there worth the... Is he keeping cows alive and chopping bits of their flesh off and eating it? Well, no, because he can't, because that cow will have died. No, no, but if he's kept alive. (laughs) If the cow in some sick, sociopathic (laughs) killer way... Texas Chainsaw Massacre style... Uh, anyway, back to this email. Um, I was 16 and still in school at the time. It was rough on my parents as they would cook meat for the rest of the family, and I found myself eating noodles most of the time. I did still try to, uh, many delicious vegetarian foods when I went out on a two-week trip with my tra- uh, school traveling around Australia. Brackets. I climbed up Uluru. Cl- uh, brackets. Airs rock. Close brackets. But hand my... Uh, Oh, but had an anxiety attack on the way down. That's that's sad. Uh, but on the trip, I was the only vegetarian, and I felt bad for not eating what the cooks traveling with us had prepared for the rest of the class and making them prepare a vegetarian alternative just for me. So that is my first question. Am I a bad person for making them do uh, that over the entire two weeks? I'm 22 now, and I still think about it. Anyway, I lost a lot of weight in that time and felt awesome. Bracket, that's the get better part, kinda. Close brackets. I ended being a vegetarian with a mammoth burger when I went on a trip with my family and my best friend to Wollongong for a baseball tournament. I like the sound of Wollongong. It's a fun name to say. It is indeed. Brackets, I don't play myself, but my brothers uh, have been Australian national champions in under-18s baseball. Close brackets. Fun little facts. People were telling me that eating all that meat for the first time in so many months would make me sick, but I felt fine. And almost half of it uh, to myself. Brackets, always been a big eater. I'd had almost half of it to myself. How mammoth is this burger if multiple yeah. people have to eat it? I Well, there's, there's the crazy bear have a burger challenge. 
well, you've got to eat this burger in half an hour. Mm. And it's impossible. There, my wife and I went to a pub once when we were scouting locations of where we might want to move to. And we went into this pub. It's a, a chain pub. It's not a Weatherspoons, but I can't remember which one it was. It's the one with all the orange on it. Mm. And they had a breakfast challenge that was called the um, dustbin lid, where they serve you a dustbin lid full of breakfast food and you have to eat it all in under 20 minutes. I love breakfast food. It's kind of like the cinnamon challenge. I haven't done it, but I think I could. It, you can't. No, I think I could be the guy who does it. You can't. I can be the person who eats cinnamon no. by the spoonful. I thought I could be that guy as well and I did pretty well. It is impossible to do. Why are you trying to limit me, man? <laughs> Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Uh, anyway, back to this email. I have since put the weight back on and wanting to learn wrestling is inspiring me to try and lose weight again. Anyway, my last question is to Luke. Do you ever have a cheat day, maybe once a month or once every six months, where you eat something meaty? You have said that being a vegetarian isn't because of some belief or otherwise. I respect a lot of vegetarians and vegans. Brackets, just not when they shove it down your broke. Close brackets. Oh, interjection. Those people don't really exist. Back to the email. Oh, they totally do. Well, yeah, but the same way that, like everyone does like <laughs> churches have people that shove things down your throat warmongers have th- people that shove things down I your throat I don't like those people either well I know but like <laughs> I lived with them at uni <laughs> well, I was I was t- no th- th- g- r- ridiculous that I remember my housemate she was smoking and she went oh you know if you're eating meat, you're not only harming the planet, you're harming your own body. And I was like, you are literally smoking a cigarette <laughs> as you're telling me this. Can you not do it? I've told you for the I 15th l- time, I'm 18. I love this woman and the oh. story that you have about her. She's, that's her voice. That, uh, that is a legit voice. Was she the one that I upset? No, 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 no. This one. is at uni. This yeah. is, uh, don't talk to her anymore. Yeah. Uh, bracket, back to the email uh, but I don't think I could live my life without bacon much love from Australia uh, so to answer your question no I haven't had a cheat day uh, where I eat something mm. meaty I haven't really felt the need for it I think the only time I think I've felt the need for like something that's meat based is when I think I like passed a fast food joint and I needed to eat something quick and I thought I could just grab a Big Mac that's probably the only time not but throw the burger out but that's only because like a frisbee I bloody love Big Macs mm-hmm. um, I was a bit addicted to them at one point um, in my heavier days so um, no I've not had a, uh, a cheat day I but think most people who turn vegetarian and stick with it do it from an ethical or a morality standpoint so to have a cheat day from your morals is is quite difficult what you're talking about is a diet. Yes. Uh, where you, you have a break from the diet, you have a cheat day from eating healthy in the week. Um, but I, I think the more successful version of vegetarianism from people I know who do it, you like Luke and my lady partner, is they don't like killing animals. They they disagree with it. So they just don't... That's why they don't eat meat. Yeah. Or like the larger food industrial complex. I also think that the, the, the meat industry is... Being, is quite detrimental to uh planet's ecological i'm, gonna, I'm not going to cut a daniel bryan promo but mm. he but effectively he's right like, <laughs> that's all i'm going to say he is actually saying a lot of correct things um we got another rest talk get better but i'm conscious of the time and you've hidden the time from me so the I can't timer say. yeah we've got three minutes um and you want to do some uh emails uh, not some emails some itunes reviews mm-hmm. so uh, I am. Uh, we're not going to do Bryn's email. I'll do that on uh, Saturday's podcast. Oh, wait. Didn't uh, the chap have another question embedded in there that we never answered? There was a first question moment. It was I like, c- should I feel guilty? It was, should oh, I yes, feel guilty. guilty? That's right. Um, no. No. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely. Do never feel guilty about that sort of thing. Um, So I've got a question to post to you Mm. first before you do some iTunes reviews. I was going through the emails that we've got, and I've got them separated out into different categories in my emails. I go to the thank yous tab. There's there's nothing there. Rusev, that one that we just uh, read out there. Poetry Corner, got a fairly decent amount of Poetry Corner submissions. No jokes, no get betters, no general, no confessions. A lot of agony arts. Okay. But some of the times we don't do agony arts because, and this is where I'm going to pose my question. We started doing agony arts because it was a very silly thing. People were sending us genuinely very silly questions and we were giving them terrible advice on that. And it was very, very funny for Mm. a little while. But people are now sending us genuinely serious problems and you and I are not qualified to answer those as is proved, because sometimes you just give a, com- a comical answer, then I feel very bad about giving a comical answer. Do you think it's time we dropped this segment? No, because I think it's such a good pun. <laughs> I think a lot of people, well, I guess the SWAF Nation can decide, get in touch uh, with emails or Luke loves a tweet. Yeah. Um, and because, we, of course, we're not qualified. And we can start off making jokes because I, if if my friend was to come to me in real life, happened over the weekend with a sad thing, with a feel, wanting to have, we call them uh, DMCs, Deep Meaningful Conversations. Lovely, love it, <laughs> Devil May Cry. And uh, he, he, he told me what had happened. I made fun of him for the first 10 minutes <laughs> and light of the situation, broke the ice, and then we spoke about what, you know. Then you actually had some proper Then we feels. actually had the proper chat. Uh, so that's, I think that's a, a nice way to use humour to diffuse a situation. Uh, so, but, but then, like, maybe we make a rule that we will always make fun of you at first. Yeah. Unless it's awful. Jeez. Well, I was going to say, there have been some emails that we've got where I've, I've felt very bad because we've either not been able to get to them. And they are, like, super serious. Mm. You should really go speak to other people. Um, there, are, there are various hotlines that you can speak to that are not on a wrestling-based podcast. But maybe they need, to, they need a helping hand from, from us to just say, on air, we're, we're here rooting for you. Absolutely, of course and, we are, and always are. check out these places that are more qualified to help. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So that, that was the question but I was going to But maybe people are sick of it. <laughs> maybe people think it's boring hearing about other people's problems. Yeah. Wham, wham, wham. <laughs> exactly. So let us know. The other part of it as well is that because people are sending in genuine real emotions and you know proper real feels, their emails are then 15 paragraphs long and we never mm. have time to read them out. In which case, then they just get bogged down. And there are some of them that were sent back in, what's the month before October? September. Um, that we still haven't got to. Likewise, there are others that are about Spongebob Squarepants. And that <laughs> toys with my emotions. My laptop just went from 4% to 5% battery. I like how you just switched the subject there, Oliver Davis. I think I've got nice. to take this to the guys down at CERN. <laughs> I think we've cracked it. Uh, Fusion's do you, alive. Do you want to do a couple of quick I iTunes do, reviews and then we'll get out of here? So from the Brazilian Million, great, consistent and entertaining. I've been listening to Wrestle Talk for a few years now and couldn't be more grateful to have them to get me through my long work days. I especially love the NXT. Re- what the hell? Sorry? I especially love the NXT reviews. Well, they are good. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, 
it was a fight. Here, here we go. This is better. This is better. The best wrestling podcast your ears will ever hear from J10 Music Noir. Nice. Been wrestling, been watching Wrestle Talk on YouTube for a few years now, and Ollie is the most entertaining personality <laughs> since Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he's now not we're wrong. Back. He's not now wrong. Now we're back. Uh, I have a 45-minute drive to work in the mornings and a painful two-hour-plus traffic drive oh, home. Mate. And listening to Ollie Luke and El Fakador makes the ride a lot more bearable. Love the content, guys. Keep it up. Podswafter for life! Nice. Woo. Yes, well done Thanks, you, man. chaps. So go over to iTunes and leave us some reviews. I feel we'll that read them out when com- we can. I feel that two-hour commute pain. I used to have a two-hour commute when I was working at my old job before I started working here driving back from Newbury to London, which was awful. And podcasts really are a great way to help with that. Uh, let's, before we get out of here, do you want a joke? I thought you said you didn't have any. What well, they were hidden within Bryn's email of his WrestleTalk Get Better. Hit me up. Chat uh, me up, Bruce. Uh, why don't aliens visit our planet? Terrible ratings. Only one star. I mean, that's got to be a... Uh, maybe that's he made that up himself. Maybe. Seems like too wrestling insider Dave Meltzer orientated there. Um, what's the difference between deer nuts and beer nuts? <sighs> beer nuts are a dollar seventy-five, uh, but sorry, beer nuts are a dollar seven under. A, oh, crying Jesus, beer nuts are a dollar seventy-five, but deer nuts are under a buck. Hmm. A Spanish magician. It's all in the delivery. A Spanish magician was doing a magic trick. He said uno, dos, and he disappeared without a tres. That's good. Yeah. Not enough to make me laugh, but I appreciate the wordplay. That was the best of them. Although, actually, this one's great, but I, it's a joke I've, I think we've done this before. I've written a song about tortillas. More of a rap, really. Okay. I'm actually going to go and have a wrap now because I've got some buffalo chickpeas that I'm going to eat in a wrap, and it's going to be delicious. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the NXT review. Love you. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.